Hello and welcome to the Codec Call, the CodecMoments.com podcast. And today we're here to talk about the Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain trailers, a little bit of a thought shower about what's going to be coming in the game. With me today are Matt Holt. Hello. And Seven Scott. Hello. So we've got a rough agenda for today's podcast, which is unusual for us. It makes a change. So we're going to kick off with the rather broad, wild speculation about the story. What do we know? Very little. Very little. We've got Big Boss, we've got Kaz Miller, Skullface, uh, a few other characters, and Afghanistan. Oh, an Ocelot. And the revenge meme. And that's about it. I'll be honest, I have absolutely no clue. Other than a little bit of a child soldier, child army vibe going on. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one thing that I I noticed that sort of spun me out a bit was, if you notice at the end of the trailer, Snake and Skullface are actually together. Yes. And it's like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand the sort of relevance behind that. Does that mean that Skullface is not the person that he may have appeared in the past, or it, it, it's one of those? Is it a case as he captured Snake? Because the scene after that in the trailer is Snake quite brutally taking down four guards. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> the body, you don't know if that's following on sequentially or what. It it seems relatively straightforward and acrimonious when they're both together from what you can see for three seconds with the Metal Gear in the background. Which, by the way, is that Metal Gear Venom? I'm not entirely certain. Because as the caption comes up, it, um, I can't remember what it says. It's something about Venom is, is awake or Venom awakens. Mm. Um, and I didn't know if that was the Metal Gear code name or if that's something else that we haven't seen yet. Not entirely sure. Personally, I think we've obviously got some accident, and we don't know whether it's the helicopter accident at the end of Ground Zeroes, where Snake loses an arm and gets a big piece of shrapnel in his head. Yeah. We know that there's some coma stuff, time passes. It seems like nine years later, he's guided into the desert by of Afghanistan by Ocelot to rescue Kaz. Yeah. Yeah. And then it seems like the vengeance, the revenge story starts to take hold after that. Very much, it seems, driven by Kaz. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's there's the scenes which are hinting at, is it um, potentially torture of Kaz? Though it's quite hard to tell with the character that's been thrown around. I think, if I remember rightly, I think from the uh, stuff at the end of Ground Zeroes, the montage that you get at that point, there's obviously that serious connection between him and Kaz as well when they're both in the hospital. And you know what? I have absolutely no idea what point I'm trying to make. <laughs> just scrap all of that. Just take it out. <laughs> I'm sitting here I'm sitting here realising, Jesus, I have no idea what is going to go on in this game. <laughs> That's pretty much the case, isn't it? We, we, we know it's going to be Snake. There's going to be some stealth action. There's going to be slitting people's throats because pretty much we've been doing that through the whole of Ground Zeroes. And there's lots of knives flashing around in the trailer. And there's going to be a Metal Gear fight at some point because it's a Metal Gear game. And there's going to be diamonds that are that used to be people. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it. Yeah. I, no. Absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea at all. But in some form, it's going to link to the other game. So it's going to bridge Peace Walker through to. I'm hoping the original Metal Gear. I just don't know how it's going to do it. In the original Metal Gear, it was Solid versus Big Boss, wasn't it? Yes. Like yeah, it was. Yeah. I know a fair bit sort of been retconned over the years, but even back then, like you could see based on what um, Big Boss was saying to Snake, there was something going on there. Like he was all these all this story that sort of unfolded over these years. 
he he was he was trying to work it out even back then and trying to work out like right so this happens here and this happens here and trying to trying to create this sort of chronology just so we could chop it up and throw it out at random intervals over the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, he has got that, and it's something that crops up in the games a lot. You do see that chronology of events that start to build a wider picture of these characters that you're seeing all the time. So, yeah, it's it's just how does it all fit together? A, a lot of me is hoping that the story links back to that point, it links back to Metal Gear, so effectively back to the beginning, rather than it going straight into... Um, or, or having the potential to move into another game that bridges the last 10-year gap. I just don't know which way it's going to go. Um, that's what's quite exciting. And I, I want it to keep that way so that I don't know what the story's about until the game comes out. As long as we don't end up like having the like, having the wall pulled over our eyes again and we end up playing as that little black child soldier for the whole game and all he does is whine about his bloody girlfriend and... <laughs> <laughs> I think he learnt his lesson with MGS2, didn't it? I don't think we're getting that again. And then we end up getting, I don't know, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Puberty, or something. <laughs> That's a niche title. Yeah, I think we're safe. I think we're safe from that. So basically, the wild speculation about the story is we 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 just don't know. No, absolutely no idea. None at all. Do do we ever though? In the, at this point, prior to a Metal Gear release, do we ever know no. what's going to be going to happen next? That's a good point. No, I, I I can confidently say with two, three, four, and Peace Walker, and the and Metal Gear Solid, I just had absolutely no clue when I started playing them. But I was I was more aware of two, three, four, Peace Walker from all the stuff I'd seen prior to playing them. Yeah, um, and I had absolutely no clue. Up until I played them, what it was going to be about. In and of itself, though, that is a that is a great thing. Do you know what I mean to 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 sort of be able to speculate, but not to be able to have any real clue, and to always be sort of taken aback. That's what makes that's part of what makes the Metal Gear series what it is. Is the complete sort of entering the unknown of what what's going to happen, even even when you've seen events that take place after it. Yes, I mean. Uh, like forgive me ignorance but as i say the, the the chronological order is quite messy how far are we since um his dna was actually taken in phantom pain the phantom pain is 1984 and the the les terrible clones were born in 1972 so they're going to be 12 12 there's a possibility. Maybe not any maybe not any sort of active role. Well that brings us on nicely to what we've learnt from the trailers. Yes. There are two trailers really worth discussing here. There's the two thousand and thirteen E3 trailer, which is known as the Red Band trailer. Yep. Yeah. And there's the more recent two thousand and fourteen one. So I don't know if you noticed the in the have you seen the two thousand and thirteen one, Sev? Yeah. So in that one there's the kid called Eli. Right. Who in the, the more recent trailer is actually having a fight with Big Boss, pins him up against a wall with a chair. Okay. And he's got Never Be Game Over written on the back of his jacket. Right. With an image that looks like a pig with an eye patch. Now, my speculation, and this gets weird, <laughs> is that that is liquid. Yeah, that's where I thought you was leading. Now, what's the significance of the pig with the eye patch, Matt? Well, the, the significance of the pig with the eye patch is that liquid hates Big Boss. Yeah. He absolutely detests him with a passion and it um, bears out his hatred of Solid Snake because Solid Snake kills Big Boss and Liquid doesn't get to do it. Yeah. 
But it's still, it's an, it's an interesting theory. But the the question would be, would Liquid hate Big Boss at that point in time? Because the hate comes from betrayal later. And, and this seems much more immediate than that. Now, we've seen 10 seconds in a trailer of it, which could be absolutely nothing to do with Liquid hating Big Boss. It could be just an introduction. You've, you've absolutely no idea why why that's happening. One thing that I do know is that he didn't like uh, the fact that they'd while he was while he was in the coma, they'd taken his DNA. He and that was why he left, if I'm not mistaken. That's why he yeah. left and felt betrayed. So we're talking if Liquid if Liquid and Solid are gonna be they're gonna be like twelve years old at this point, how much of that time has he spent away from them entirely, giving them no reason to hate to excessively hate him? Well, he's never met them. Exactly. Assuming that that kid Eli is liquid, what reason is he? What reason does he have to be so angry at such an early stage? Well, one I don't know about the early stage, but one one answer to that, and again, I think I think I can, I think I can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is liquid. <laughs> It all gets a bit biblical in a minute, so I apologise in advance. One of the reasons that he might have these feelings about Big Boss is Liquid says it on top of the Metal Gear Rex at the end of Metal Gear Solid. He always told me I was inferior. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what we're starting to see here, is that the, you, you're the inferior one. You're the one, because they, they were, the genes were manipulated. Oh, God, if, you, if you're a genetic biologist, please just turn away now. But one of them was the superior clone. And one of them was the inferior clone, because they took all of his fighting genes and put them in liquid. Bearing in mind that the only point of reference we really have for that is liquid, is that genuinely going to be the case? Or is it that Big Boss is going to refer to liquid as being, assuming that Eli, and we'll take a leap of faith here and assume that Eli is liquid, um, and the story is going to involve that, is he actually going to be calling the inferior one simply because he is not a genuine child of Big Boss? I don't know. All, all the all the material surrounding it seems to support that this is what happens, and the Werner syndrome, which was like the kill switch, the rapid aging that was put into the clones. But this is all kind of around the things. You know how Kojima loves a retcon, so we don't actually know what would come of it. But the bit that I really like, and I think this holds some water, I think I can prove that this guy is Solid Snake's brother. Okay. So bear with me. <laughs> so, if you look to your Old Testament as we all do, in the first book of Samuel, chapter 16, standard King James Version of the Bible. Yeah, I've got one right here. Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So Jesse has got like eight sons, and Eliab, or Eli, I suppose, if you would shorten it, <laughs> right. was rejected, because although he is a fine specimen of a young man, it's what the Lord's looking for on the inside, not the outside. Yeah. So you might say that the Lord sees him as being inferior, Yeah. even though he may be, you know, genetically superior. Yeah. So, again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, and Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. Are here all thy children? So have you got any other kids? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch for him. We will not sit down till he come hither. And the Lord said, 
anoint him for this is he. So God's chosen the final son, and the final son's name is David. What's Snake's real name? David. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Eli and David. It's right out of Samuel. <laughs> it could be right. It could be right. It does hold quite a bit of validity there. I appreciate you telling this to bear with us, because I wondered where the hell you were going about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to that's gonna take some editing. <laughs> but ostensibly, the story can be boiled down to two brothers, called Eli and Dave. Outwardly, Eli is the superior, and David the inferior of the two, but that's the same of liquid and solids gene manipulation as the part of the Les Enfants Terribles. And that's why liquid's always tiffed at Big Boss, for making him believe that he's the inferior one, i.e. that solid might be the chosen one. Mm. It also sort of uh, lends credence to the fact that Snake, or should I say Solid, is he he is superior in the sense, well, first of all, he's the main character, so obviously he's superior to most people he encounters. He is superior in the fact that he's capable of fighting, maybe not as well as Liquid, but he's capable of being a human being on the side of that as well. Yeah, whereas, I mean, let's be honest, Liquid is psychopathic. Yeah, he's just cold and everything's about being better than his brother. Taking sibling rivalry to extreme levels. I like that. I like that. It'd be interesting to see if it's uh, if it's any way half true. It might be complete skull off. It might be solidus. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It might be not. It might be neither of them. It might just be they might just be the equivalent of Chico from Peace Walker. A way of providing a narrative. It could be the main character, it's just a massive bait and switch. Yeah. It, it could be that you could, you're correct, though, and you can just point back at the podcast and say, Cold it! <laughs> we're going we're to do that a lot in this podcast. <laughs> okay. So, from the trailer itself, we kind of skipped over this where we were saying, what do we expect the story will be about? But obviously, we, we do expect a massive revenge piece in there. I think the assumption is it's revenge on Skullface for what happened to the military on Frontier at the end of Ground Zeroes. I mean, that kind of bears out uh, the fact that uh, it looks like Kojima's using literary quotes. Um, did, you, did you spot the Mark Twain quote at the beginning of the trailer? Yeah. The way it's along the lines of um, Angus worse than acid at being more harmful to the vessel than that on which it's poured. Obviously, meaning it's, it's going to bubble away. Oh, quite, quite seriously, Mark Twain has obviously never seen Breaking Bad and what they do with acid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a serious point. It, the entire trailer kicks off with, this is about someone being mightily angry yeah. for the entire game. And I think that sets up the premise for the whole thing. Backed up by, what's the opening scene? It's, going to, it's like a post-battle, isn't it? it it's almost like um, possibly a village laid to waste. And the implication is that it's Big Boss that's done that. Well, it's even it's even enforced. It's even enforced with the music, particularly the lyrics. But the fact that the song itself is called Nuclear, sort of implying that the the nuclear aspect here is Snake himself, in that sort of being anywhere near him, anything that he goes near, is in some serious danger of being massively destroyed. Yeah, he chooses he chooses the songs deliberately. Yeah. The the one from Ground Zeroes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more about uh, something you touched upon earlier, which was Snake and Skullface together. And I I do wonder about Division, and I wonder about Kaz. You see a lot of Kaz and Ocelot together. There's there's a scene on what I'm going to... It is Outer Heaven, isn't it, the building, with the, the struts and the platforms. Yeah. 
and there's a scene where everybody's practicing and there's a lot of ocelot just kind of swanning around in the background almost just behind the scenes watching over things it's the bit where he's overseeing obviously some target practice and there's a couple of soldiers who are just shooting at targets normally and there's one guy at the end who seems to be doing like a quick draw hip fire technique yeah yeah he's also shown torturing torturing emmerich yeah what has emmerich done is again is is this going to be at big boss's instigation if we're talking about revenge or we're talking about themes, is this due to the the nuclear inspection? Emmerich was a big part in preparing for that and validating it. Yeah. Is this them testing Emmerich to see if he's actually involved or punishing him? Yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, it, it'd be interesting, it, interesting to know how and why Ocelot is involved. Where does he come into the story? Snake knows him. From from MGS three from nineteen was it nineteen sixty four? They've obviously met. They battled. How do they end up getting together? How do they end up working together? Maybe they swap numbers on that that aircraft just before Ocelot jumped out. Possibly, or is it is it purely that because uh, for whatever reason Snake is ending up in Afghanistan, which um, well, I'm assuming that's where Skullface and the Metal Gear is. I have a feeling that Ocelot leads him there. Yes, and that's what I'm saying, because Ocelot, I'm going to take a stab that may well still be double-crossing everybody at that point, but will be working for the Russians. Um, and the Russians are in Afghanistan at that point in time, so is it snakes in to the country? And again, Miller has KGB connections, and I wonder if there's more connection between Ocelot and Miller than we know about yet. Because he says something during... Um... Oh, God, what's the, uh, what's the, the side op? With the eye and the finger. Oh yes. He says something about there. The, these, are, you know, uh, the the clients are contacts from my KGB days. Yes. So that could be the link. It could be Miller. My theory is, in the interim, while Big Boss is in his coma, Miller goes missing, turns up in Afghanistan somehow, and Ocelot wants him out. So he he finds Big Boss, and enlists his help to go and get him. Yeah. So could Ocelot be Ishmael? I don't think so. But I've got I've got a. A cork of a theory. <laughs> Maybe not quite as biblical, but I'll get to that one in a minute. Um, just thinking back on the trailer, um, obviously one of the things I've seen talked about a lot is the the burning of the, the coffins. I'm, again, making that assumption that that is from the uh, the attack at the end of Ground Zeroes. Um, so the burning of the guys, um, cremating everybody, and rather than throwing the ashes into the ocean, snake, aside from turning into diamonds, as Seb has already said, um, he smears himself with the ashes, and there were quite a bit made of that. Why is he doing that? That's quite disgusting. So I thought, rather unusually for a codec call, I'd um, do a bit of digging and see if I could find out what that meant. And I think the, the closest I can come to is um, a bit of a link to a Hindu ritual. Now, the Hindu ritual is to do with sacred wood, not the ashes of people. But the uh, the theory behind it is that smearing ash on your face is a reminder to cast away selfish and worldly desires. Beginning to wonder if this is the starting point of obviously Snake heading off on his revenge, but in, in that attempt to stay focused and committed to what he has to do. Well, it supports the whole revenge theme. The thing that I have with the revenge thing, I'm not sure I buy it, and I'll probably be proven horribly wrong here, but I'm just I'm intrigued by this Skullface Snake connection. And I'm also slightly because i i think i think kaz might be darker than we think i think i the impression i got was that he's the one pushing for the revenge 
is Kaz going to be the one that truly betrays Big Boss? Thinking back to, because Kaz is Master Miller, isn't he? Yeah. And Snake knows and trusts Master Miller in Metal Gear 1. He doesn't know Liquid's killed him and he's impersonating him, but he trusts him. He's trained him and he's worked on that side that Solid Snake believes is the right side. To get into that position, what did he do to avoid the wrath of Big Boss for for switching sides? And I almost wonder if this is the whole Big Boss turning himself into a villain, not not for revenge, but to give the world an enemy. Is, Is he doing what his mentor did? What the boss did? Became a villain for the right reasons. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Sorry, sorry, you guys are plummeting depths. It's <laughs> way beyond me. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated, but I have no idea what to add. <laughs> no, it's it, 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 well, that's it. It's, it's ripe for it's ripe for anything, isn't it? Yeah. I'll, t- I'll I'll touch on on one more thing from the trailer though before we we switch on to the theories and then really start start coming up with all sorts of stuff that's unbelievable. But the the thing, the coming 1984. Now, I, yeah. I got thinking back on the literary reference as well. We've had the Mark Twain thing, we had the Moby Dick thing last year um, when and they were bringing George the trailer. Yes, the George Orwell. So when was 1984 published? And I got it as 8th of June. Now, I've forgotten the year. That's really bad of me. But the 8th of June. So I wonder, is that going to be the release date? Or... Is he talking about the film? And the film was 14th of December. Bearing in mind the literary thing, I am hoping it's a big clue and that he's coinciding the published date with that 1984 thing. And that is the 8th of June, because I'd rather not have to wait another six months. Unless, of course, it's the 14th of December this year, in which case I'd be really happy. But that that was the thought. What other reason are you going to say coming 1984 with such a massive piece of culture? Yeah. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's more likely for, for two reasons. It's more likely to be the book release date, if anything, than the film release date because uh, a you've got the literature reference, the Mark Twain thing. You mentioned another one that I forget, and and, and the other reason is because um, the film release date's in December, and if they're if that's if that's a sort of off the cuff way kind of way of saying that you've still got a year and a half to wait. People are going to be mad. Yeah, but that's what he's done with every other game. You you watch two years worth of Tokyo Game Show footage and E3 footage before you get the finished article. So we know it's not a quick release. I was surprised Ground Zeroes came so fast. And we know it's, it's the prologue to the game. But it, it came pretty quickly in comparison. But from everything that we see, it looks like the game is, is getting there. It looks like it's fleshed out, and even though we're seeing mainly cutscenes, you know, it's it's approaching a finished article. From from what I can see, it's obviously still an awful lot of work that you'll have to do, regardless of whether it's December this year or December next year. Well, one thing you can always say about the Metal Gear Solid games is that they're always worth the wait. I mean, I've never I've never been hugely let down by any of them. No, I have to say, I, I was. You know, it it was a shame about the bait and switch in MGS two, but it was a brilliant game. Mm. Yeah, it was groundbreaking. It was, especially seeing as you could slip over on seagull poo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that that game. I mean, well, all Metal Gear Solids were um, were just rife with Easter eggs. <laughs> no, it, no, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, it's it's the start. I think of um, I think it's the start of moving into our crazy theories, and that's that's my first one that the the release date is going to coincide with the publishing date of the 1984 book. As um, just have interest. Anybody actually look to see what day it is? June 8th is a Monday next year. So it's a Monday. I'd be more convinced if it was a Tuesday or a Friday. Yeah, I I would be as well. But there's nothing to say you can't release a game on a Monday. So, crazy theory time then. Crazy theories. What have you got? Am I going first? Yeah, go on then. All right, this one is, and I think I think one of yours might be too, courtesy of Yong Yi. Yes, my, my theory starts off with that, yeah. So I, I like this one, and I want it to be true. I really do. So, Sev, you, you've seen the trailers. Have you seen Quiet the Sniper? Yeah. The theory is that Chico, the little boy from Ground Zeroes, is Quiet the Sniper. So it sounds a bit crazy, but they do share, massive boobs aside, some similar features in both the games and concept art. They look quite similar. And there's some belief, basically, that after the things that Skullface forced him to do to Paz, which he can pick up through the cassettes in Ground Zeroes, and the fact that he talked and betrayed Big Broth and Mother Base, um, this causes him to basically remove his manhood and his tongue. Right. And again, if we go back to that, that mission where you, you have to kill the finger and the eye, well, eliminate the renegade threat, that was it. Yeah. If you go back to that, you can actually extract them rather than kill them. Right, And when you do, you find out that they actually self-mutilated, so the finger cut off his finger, and the eye gouged his eye out in a kind of way to atone for what they'd done. So there's kind of a hint towards that kind of action in Ground Zeroes. And there's a few other bits in Peace Walker which kind of tie into it, so Chico's biography in Peace Walker says he wants to grow up to be a hunter, and in one of the concept art pictures he's got a sniper rifle. But... The best bit, and I love this, and I really want it to be true, is that in Peace Walker there's a family photo of Chico with his parents, and his dad looks just like the end from Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> so there's a theory that Chico is the grandson of the end. Oh, I, I want that to be true as well. I really, really want that to be true, because it's just awesome. And the final thing is that we talked about Emmerich being tortured in Outer Haven yeah. by Ocelot and Kaz. The other torture scene that we have is Quiet being tortured. Yes. So, going back to, is this connected to the fake nuclear inspection? The other person that may be tortured or retaliated against because of that threat would be Chico, who gave Skullface all the information. Yeah. Oh, I do like that. That is a, I like that. That is an interesting one. When I heard it, I thought, no, that's ridiculous. And then, but the, the more, the little, the little things just stuck up. And I really want it to be true. It is ludicrous, but then this is Metal Gear. Yeah, it's never been it's never been uh, exactly straightforward, has it? Yeah. Oh, great! A floating psychic in a gas mask, of course. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not beyond the realms of possibility <laughs> at <laughs> all. Wouldn't it be? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good one. Mine's mine's kind of kind of a long list, and it is sparked by Young A and his uh, his work that he did on YouTube. Uh, but it all centres around Ishmael, because Ishmael's this character that supposedly helps Snake out of the hospital when it gets attacked. We've seen that from the trailer last year, we've seen it at the Underground Zeroes. Strangely, it's not in the trailer from this year's E3, 
Um, but I'm assuming that's because they've covered it enough already. But he'd done some work, and people have been already been saying Ishmael is voiced by Keith Sutherland, and that you know that's why there was an initial thought that David Hayter would be back to voice Snake because this Ishmael guy was Kiefer, blah blah blah. This young guy did some work and has worked out that the medic in the helicopter in Ground Zeroes is also voiced by Keith Sutherland. Well, you mean the there's no time for anaesthetic guy? Yeah, it's just a pitch change. Um, but it is actually him. Like Brian. But it is a little bit like Brian. Not like Brian, because he's real. Uh, <laughs> so the theory is kicking out there that Ishmael is actually the medic, because they're both in the crash, uh, that, that he's with him and he's supporting him to try and help him escape. There's something that kind of blows that a little bit out of the water, is that why, you know, nine years later, is Ishmael still wearing bandages? Um, but that got me digging a little bit into what other people think uh, I've got three things that other people think and one thing that I came up with myself um, which could be completely ridiculous but I'm going to stick with it until I'm proven wrong so the other guys that I've read um, obviously it's just that Ishmael is just the medic and there actually is nothing sinister about it that genuinely is the case, he's just the medic or that Ishmael's a figment of Snake's imagination and he's been conjured up to help him escape from the situation in the hospital and also come to terms with that waking up from a coma, missing a limb, everything else. You know, so He's clinging to something to help him through. A, a bit of a bizarre one, but is Ishmael Skullface? If you're Ooh. thinking from the audio on the trailers, it's a little bit far-fetched, but <laughs> Skullface is out to punish Big Boss and the Patriots, and what a better way to taunt with people and play with your enemies as if you disguise your face and voice and putting bandages on to hide what Skullface is is, you know, pretty much a no-brainer. However, I just don't think that one stacks up at all. I, I don't think it's really going to be that. Well, isn't that the whole, you know, the Lale Lulelo thing mm. in MGS2? Isn't that because the Japanese translation of Lale Lulelo is something that I, it either can't be written or it can't be said? It's like because, because of the because of the different sounds or the different kanji, it's impossible to actually... I don't know. And it's just a bit of a nonsense translation into English, and it doesn't kind of work, but they left it in anyway. I don't know. Should have probably researched that one. Yeah, that, that would have been a good one to look up. Cause I, that would have been a great one, yeah. Next time. Yeah, I, it does. It, I mean, it's a nonsense phrase, and the nonsense phrase is there to make sure that Raiden can never hear the words, the Patriots. It could be. It could, could be. And the other thing, and I, and I just, you know, just to play devil's advocate with yeah. the whole... Kiefer being the medic thing. Could it be that originally the line was meant to be sent by Big Boss and they had a change of mind when they, they pulled it all together and it didn't quite work, so they just changed the pitch so that it didn't sound like him? <laughs> well, that could be it as well. <laughs> it could be simple post-processing. Nicer way of editing. Absolutely. I don't necessarily buy that with Kojima and his attention to detail. Yeah, you, th- you think it would be the kind of thing they could get? An actual voiceover artist to record. Yeah, you'd just grab you'd grab somebody off the street to do it. Anyway, there are a few ideas on who Ishmael could be, but the one I'm the one I'm going with, the one I spent a little bit of time looking into again, just to make sure I didn't sound completely stupid, is that the the whole hospital escape thing. Um, I'm wondering, is it all in Snake's head, and it takes place whilst he's in a coma? And that the whole thing is just a metaphor for him to fight his way out and back to life. And Ishmael is this manifestation of Snake's desire to survive and get revenge. If you go back to the, the Moby Dick Studios promotion thing they did at last year's E3 and think about the novel, back to this literary theme, 
Ishmael is the narrator of Moby Dick. And the yeah. characters found shipwrecked at sea and miraculously rescued to pass on this story. Which, coming back to Andy's love of the Bible, is a similar experience to Ishmael in the book of Genesis. And he's rescued from thirst in the desert. So Moby Dick's Ishmael is a survivor in a story about revenge. And we're led to believe that this is what MGS5 is going to be about. So that could explain all these supernatural happenings that go on whilst they're escaping the hospital. Because it's in his head doesn't necessarily have to be real. There's also the invading soldiers, which potentially are they the manifestation of Snake's guilt at having his army killed whilst he'd been duped and sent off on another mission that was ultimately meant to get him out of the way. And it's his emotion that's actually consuming him and that's what's trying to kill him whilst he's in the coma. Um, I mean, the, the guilt hurts and is that linked to the title, The Phantom Pain? I really like that. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Yeah, I had a productive lunchtime at work today. <laughs> I really hope on the 11th of June or, or whenever it is, we are discussing the game after it's released on the 8th, that we do get to go, nailed it! I, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to go, called that. <laughs> I would love it to be right. It was said, bring some crazy theories. Well, there's my crazy theory. Just re-release the podcast a second time. But every time you every time you call out a theory... And it turns out, and it turns out, it was correct. Just go ding over the top of it. <laughs> we'll get some trophy noises. <laughs> we could just re-record it, pretend we're doing it like a year earlier, <laughs> but just but just say everything that actually happens in the game. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not a theory. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hundred percent confident. I reckon that'll be in there. Yeah. So if if that crazy theory isn't actually true then at some point next year we're, we're going to go and do something to make it true and we'll just make a film or something within it because i really like that idea yeah that is yeah that yeah. so um that that's that's what i brought crazy theory wise sev i have no crazy theories <laughs> <laughs> i have this good one about why the game might be called phantom pain go for it no <laughs> i'm talking about what matt just said <laughs> That, yeah, that 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 one was my one. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it to Matt because I was feeling generous. We just both stole yours, didn't we? Yeah, that's it. Seth came up with all of them. We're just. I've been working on the script for this podcast for months. <laughs> we dance yeah. to the tune of your words. <laughs> you are my characters. I am your god. <laughs> so that's. I'm. I'm thinking. Unless you've got another one, Andy. No, I'm all out. Well, no, actually, have no, you got have you got I, something I, I, else, something that's popped into your head whilst we've been talking? I miss Solidus. I want Solidus. I have to be honest. I just don't like him. I think he was hard done by. He was a pawn. He he was a pawn to the the Patriots, and he kind of got a bit duped. And I, and we know from MGS two. So he says something about in um, he raised Ryden as a child soldier nicknamed Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And there's a line in there saying on on Ryden's tenth birthday. He gave him a cake with ten candles to blow out, or snuff out, and the candles were actually ten soldiers that he had Ryden murder. Mm. And that was in 1990. So we know Ryden's probably a bit young to be in it, but Solidus, in 1990, six years afterwards, looked just like Big Boss, right? Just like him. Mm -hmm. So we know he's got accelerated ageing, and he's ageing faster than liquid and solid, and we know there's a child army in this game. I want Solidus in it. Do you think we're going to see Raiden in it? What? <laughs> like a four-year-old? It might be a four-year-old. It might just be a nod. It might be an Easter egg. But I have a crazy theory. It's probably the craziest <laughs> and most unlikely theory. 
do it <laughs> amongst any theories bring it a, the- a theory that Lady Gaga would make an appearance has more validity than this theory <laughs> <laughs> she turned up in machete kills I've got to get my head off Lady Gaga now right that little black kid that's Raiden but he's got a vitiligo like a Michael Jackson situation <laughs> going on and he's got reduced aging <laughs> what country is Raiden from? Liberia and this isn't set in Liberia is it? No, where is Liberia? It's in Africa, isn't it? They really wanted that kid around. <laughs> is it actually no saying that? Is it Africa? The Diamond Dogs is all all set in Africa, isn't it? Yeah, because that, in fairness, that slightly made me wonder now. So we're expecting it to happen in Afghanistan, but there appears to be stuff set in Africa. If you look at the trailers, I think we have the Afghanistan section. I think Miller gets saved, taken back to Outer Haven on the helicopter, which is is when he's coming off. I think as Seth put it earlier, having a tug. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) We won't go into that. No. I think we're going to have two, at least two sections of this game. Liberia is in Africa. Yeah. It's just just south of Sierra Leone. You know what? It sounded less ridiculous that Ryder might make an appearance. It's not a stretch, is it? (laughs) It, Even if he is a four-year-old child. Four-year-old black child. Yeah. And and it's a very good point, Sev, that he may have that condition. Vitiligo. Yeah. Maybe he'll be the protagonist. <laughs> you you get to play as a four year old Raiden. Not again. <laughs> that is. Oh, that is. That's it, isn't it? That's the bait and switch. We are playing as Raiden again. <laughs> but though, right? If and this is where the timeline gets me, and I'm not sure about it because Liquid. If, if Eli is Liquid, he looks twelve. Yeah. But then Liquid and Solid both looked kind of thirty in Metal Gear Solid. Which when was was that? Was that two thousand uh, set in two thousand and? I want to say six. I, I want to say five. Yeah, it's it's so, it's in the two thousands, isn't it? Because it was about a decade yeah. after it came out. So they they look about thirty, which would be about right if they were born in seventy two. If they were aging normally, so they they look the right age. But by then, George Sears was president, and he was twenty eight when he was made president. But he looked in his kind of forties or fifties. So he was twenty eight in two thousand and five, but he looked. Double that. So Mexican born in seventy seven. So no, no. Sears wasn't made president in two thousand five. Oh, sorry. But um, I, I'm, I'm not pleased. Oh God, if you're listening and you, you don't like my complete messing up of the timeline, I apologise. I really do. If, if you're listening and we have got it completely wrong, detail it in an email and send it to us. Yeah. Contact us at codecmoments.com, and we will publish it along with this podcast and a full retraction on exactly how messed up we got it. Or tweet us. Yeah, it might take several hundred tweets, but do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you could detail the timeline in tweets, please do that. It'd be funny. <laughs> but um, anyway, but Sears was president. He looked much older than he was, which kind of shows that his ageing was accelerated. So he could be in this one at the age of 12, but look in his 20s or 30s. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Have to... Could you end up playing as him? <laughs> even if it's just for, even if it's just for sort of a segment of the game. I mean, they've got the they've got the child soldiers in there, so it's not like it's not like actually giving giving the player control of a child soldier is any worse than simply putting them there on the screen to watch. I'm not sure that's a taboo they'll they'll break yet. No, I don't know. Although I don't know, Kojima's pushed some boundaries, hasn't he? Well, he's he's said he is he said he's pushing them with this one. I mean, he he's gone further with Ground Zeroes than we've seen in any other Metal Gear game. Oh, and when you think about Otacon's family history, nothing would shock. No, 
No, so uh, it's anything, anything is plausible. All right, Seth, it might be a crazy theory, but you might have it there. Hey, Jesus Christ, that means Lady Gaga is going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a good point to end it, where, where Seth has nailed the whole bait and twist of the Metal Gear series. Yeah, so basically you're going to be playing as a four-year-old Raiden <laughs> in, in, the, in the second section of the game. So basically, Afghanistan is the new tanker chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bit that we will all play for hours on end, and then complain yeah. about the next bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be voiced by uh, Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> now you're pushing it too far. <laughs> you you distract enemies with your rattle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, before they get any more crazy. Yeah, I think, I think we should call it a I night. Think that's probably a good place to end it. <laughs> Sev, Matt, thank you very much for coming along this evening, taking part in the Codec Call. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you want to say goodbye? Do you want to give some info? Go on then. I've been Seven Scott. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Seven Scott. Uh, C V Y N Scott. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with me, the best thing to do is use the at Codec Moments Twitter account. It's usually myself that's looking after that. Or uh, you can find me on Google Plus under Matt Holt. Or even email me, mattholt at codecmoments.com. Let me just give you full address in case someone wants to send you a postcard. <laughs> Phone number. <laughs> it's three... <laughs> so pleased I'm editing. Sheffield. Stop now. <laughs> Right, and I've been Andy Brown at Clinical Andy on Twitter. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want more information or you want to check out the other stuff we do, go to www.codecmoments.com. Right. Bye. 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 Right. Do we need to do we need to stop in sync as well? Sorry, did you say we need to stop in sync or should we stop N sync? I think we should stop N sync. Get a time machine and go back. Because I'm up for that. <laughs> Never inflict the world with Justin Timberlake.